we actually go live. Sounds good. Yeah, and I'll just cut the part off uh, from the end of this for the actual podcast. Yeah, okay. All right, Uh, we are going live in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. Uh, I'm SoloBase15. I'm here with my good friend, Zareth, and we have a special guest with us tonight. Uh, It is Fatal. You know, you might know him as the playbook. Fatal, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. We're excited to have you, man. I've always liked your stuff. You have a, you have such a high uh, production quality on a lot of your <laughs> uh, videos, and uh, your your stuff has just always been uh, very informative. I feel like there's a lot of content creators out there who. Uh, kind of get by on just uh, hearsay or you know what their preferences are or their perceptions and I feel like you deal with fact a lot more than than the majority of content creators so we appreciate that of course yeah I try to do stuff where I can maybe a little bit too thin on the content sometimes I kind of have to make content to be a content creator (laughs) it's a work in progress we're figuring out yeah it's I'm happy with where things have been headed lately. It's promising stuff coming ahead. So I appreciate it. Just trying to contribute where I can. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, um, and you've started live streaming your uh, GACs, which is also uh, really nice. Good and good information to be found there as well. I really like how you articulate the um, your decision making there. I try to do my best to. Uh, point out what the correct play is so when i inevitably do the other thing i can at least say and that's why you should <laughs> or that's like listen that's, to what i said that's don't a, do what i do do as i say not as i do that's exactly yeah. what i like to people will be like oh how do you how do you do this and so then i'll tell them and they're like do you have a video of you doing it like, i have a video but you're gonna learn what not to do on that video <laughs> so yeah, oh, yeah there you go <laughs> Uh, yeah that's uh i it's been such a big transition for me trying to do all of my stuff uh live Uh, you know people are watching and making comments and not only is it just kind of nerve-wracking to have people just watch me play and like everything i'm doing like it's people people can just be like oh why did you push that button you oh yeah, know, like like it's nerve wracking just because you know that whether or not it's hostile, they're still judging you one way or another. Um, that 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 knowledge, like it, I've gotten better at about that, but um, that plus it's just distracting. You have a chat that you're trying to monitor as well. Like and you're in the middle of a fight, people are like, "Kill Boba!" You're like, "What? No, oh, what? What am I doing?" Like <laughs> trying to. You know, but I wanted to target boss. What what should they do? So it's a lot harder than it sounds to play while you're talking, especially if you're trying to commentate or react or it's so easy to misplay. <laughs> Even the most basic stuff. You'll like the Ray Alt button will pop up and there's a Kylo ult staring you in the face. You know it's coming, but just like here time to press the shiny key. Let's go to town. And it's just <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's the all right, fans, who wants to see this ultimate? And then you're like, oh, I don't want to see that <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Like, it's, uh, it's, 
it's a really interesting thing to, uh, for me, like, I, so I've been doing it now for a little bit and a few people that I know have started doing it as well uh, after I did. And they're like, I don't see how you do it. Like they, they're all talking about how awkward they are on screen. And uh, I'm not convinced that I'm entirely unawkward at this point either, but you know, like it's, it is certainly something, a skill that you have to develop that I never really realized uh, was a thing. It just uh, other people I've watched have made it seem so easy to me. Absolutely. It's one of those things you never know until you try for the first time, but just have those conversations of like, I had no idea. <laughs> you're just streaming is such a easy thing to take for granted if you're just hanging out on Twitch, but it's a whole different thing. You pop up that OBS, you're under the gun. It's, it's a heck of a feeling, but at the same time, I think that's part of why it's, it can be exhilarating. It's just equally crushing if things go <laughs> sideways. Well, the best part is rather than the YouTube comments being, oh man, that sucks. I feel bad for you. It's live comments saying, oh man, that sucks. I feel so bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Immediate commiseration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or immediate judgment. Like, yeah. why did you do that? Like if you brought that on yourself. <laughs> uh, Depending yeah, on who you got on the chat at the time, some people can really drill down on you too. It's uh... a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I always love the chat comments of, if you mess this up, I'm going to make fun of you for <laughs> the rest of time, basically. It's, <laughs> well, all right, no pressure. That's eh, all right. Yeah, it's it felt rough at first, but I've kind of force myself to make the habit of if I make a pretty big mistake or like something goes sideways it's just like all right pull up the VOD we're gonna sit through this we're gonna like pick this <laughs> apart piece by piece until like it's, it, it does kind of help break through the tilt a little bit I mean usually if it happens you probably lost anyway so it sucks but just at least once the stream ends I kind of feel like all right we got some closure there life will go on <laughs> true you know what's what's hard for me too is uh just trying to like trying to adapt on uh, just on a moment's notice, like you you don't know what's in the back zone or maybe you suspect, but it's uh, it's just really interesting to me to, you know, you go back, you go into the back zone and you're like, wow, I did not expect that. <laughs> and now I have a bunch of people waiting for me to make the decisions <laughs> on what squads I want to use. And before this, like I was always making Grand Arena videos, but I could take an hour in between to plan and figure out uh, what I wanted to do. So, um, you know, Solo like flies through his Grand Arenas because he already knows exactly what teams he wants to use for everything. Yeah. And I, I know exactly what I want to use for my first two teams usually. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got your plan A, your plan B, and then the reveal, which things always go poorly. And that's kind of one of the things that people don't realize either is if you're streaming GAC, you're expected to get it all in one go. There's oh, yeah. no, like, before I started streaming, I, I would either wait for enemies to attack first or I would be happy to just, like, all right, I'm happy with where this is at. Let's see how things go. Let's take a break. You know, let's leave it overnight. You you cannot do that now. <laughs> no, Best you case, cannot. you just pick the one hour time slot before GAC ends. And that's not necessarily great either. Well, uh, yeah, especially if your things go wrong. And, you know, I've, I've, I've played for a full hour before. If, if I'm like, I'm trying to kill Geonosians in the back zone and nothing's working. 
like <laughs> just throwing everything at me or at it. Yeah, that's really funny. Like you, that's a good point. We, you can't just be like, all right, this, this is a pretty good tactical place to leave off. So I'm, I'm just going to do that. See you guys. And people are like, well, I'm never watching you again. <laughs> God, you're not entertaining and you don't win. What's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, that's the weird part, too, is if you try to stream at, like, a normal time slot, you, like, I, you know, before I used to stream, like, one hour before GAC ended, and at least at that point, you probably know if you win or, like, sometimes people would do it at the same time as you right before it ended. Now it's just like, all right, I got, like, a 1928. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, stay tuned. <laughs> Fort Mart, what's up, man? Good to see you. Welcome, sir. I have to get uh, you on this podcast sometime. Yeah, Mr. Bojangles, you're right. Like, uh, I I don't, for me, like, I, I do feel a little pressure. People want to know my stuff, and I, that's kind of how I've made whatever name I have for myself at this point uh, is by knowing a lot of stuff. But what people need to know is, my attitude is I want to learn. I need to learn new stuff. I don't, I'm not a, I, I don't have perfectly understand all of the kits uh, and the interactions. And sometimes I'll make mistakes. Um, I do think that there is a lot of, there are a lot of streamers who just kind of over uh, represent what they know and they try to just pass it off as having perfect knowledge. Um, and some people are very good at it actually of just kind of glossing over the facts they don't know and making it seem like they're very knowledgeable. I, I think for me, my favorite is watching someone who's like, why did that even happen? Like, uh, you know, like watching someone and they're trying to figure it out like that to me, that's more real. I like, I like watching that. So <laughs> my favorite back in the day was when Nest came out. And the Thrawn <laughs> fracture would always come out. And it was always the question oh, yeah. of, we just, we just can't win? How do, we, how do we fight that? I, I'm not joking when I say in my alt guild, uh, up through six months ago, there were still people that didn't know how to beat Nest without Dark Nihilus. I'm like, oh my god, guys. Like, it's been, what, four years come on now it's i mean it's one of those things right like the game doesn't do anything to help you understand it either right so like True. at some point you know if you're the average player you're not really digging around the community it's fine to ever like i i can't say i blame them right like the best we can hope to do is just try to make enough noise that people start to catch on but like i you know Nest was a frustrating character at first until you kind of realize, like, okay, we'll take our time. We're not going to save it till the end. We'll, you know, it's a work in progress. We'll figure it out. She'll go down eventually. Yeah, I, it cracks me up still. I, there's still a few uh, content creators that I've seen. And people, now people know about, uh, like, I, I just think it's humorous when people at this point can't beat Nest. It, like, they don't understand. They're like, oh, no. I've left my, I used my Nihilus already and now I have Nest to be, uh, like, they're like devastated. People link me to that stuff a lot. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it's funny to me. I guess maybe that's elitist, but like, it, it just, I'm just like, there are so many ways to beat her and it's not, it's not always going to be perfect. It, you know, the, some, some of the counters are kind of sketchy, but like, 
Oh yeah. Like, I can't think of a time I've been stuck on Nest. Well, it really since GAC started, but I mean, it, it was more understandable earlier on. But now, if you're making content and you're putting yourself out there, it, I guess it just surprises me when, if you're, you're willing to put yourself out there and you don't know how to beat Nest. Like, yeah, though I will say there are a few streamers out there that will gladly say, hey guys, I'm here for entertainment, you know, <laughs> don't expect to learn a lot. And I respect that as well. The, pe the guys that say, you know, I'm here to have fun. Because um, there are a lot of content creators that are quite intelligent in the game and know what they're doing and explain what they're doing. And then there's some guys that are here as true entertainment and they do it well. And you're like, okay, I, I can respect that and have fun and sit down for 30 minutes and just have a good time as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem with entertainment streamers at all. Oh, I mean, yeah, they, yeah, no in some ways, they're the backbone of the community, you know, keeping people interested. It's true. It's and then true. we come out of left field and start talking about mods, huh? <laughs> Can't escape. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we had yeah, some news. Too, we should Lord. probably talk about it since we're talking about kits, sort of. We did have a new kit come out in this past week. Um, and it's. For those watching the stream, they can actually see it. It's the old 3PO and Chewie that the community has not decided on an actual name yet. Um, so, uh, well, Fatal, when you saw this kit, <laughs> if you want to give it a name too, you can. Uh, when you saw this kit, what what was your kind of first reaction to this Chupio kit? Uh I guess first things first, what I'll say is I'm firmly in the Chupio kit. Uh, <laughs> when I first saw the kit, the first thing that stuck out to me is that they named it 3PO and Chewie. And like, I don't know if you want to look at the character or the picture. <laughs> Th uh, 3PO is in a secondary position here at best. So <laughs> I think Chupio kind of gets the job done there. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the kit, really, uh, I was almost kind of surprised that they allowed this character to be made. Because, <laughs> so when we think about the CLS C3PO team, right, it was already pretty crazy that you were slinging effectively, let's call it 80% health damage between Chewie and all the exposes at the start of a match. And they effectively just threw gas on that fire. Uh, with, you know, you've got the extra exposed proc, of course. Uh, you know, even on counterattacks now, which is pretty huge as well, that extra follow-up. And it's a small detail, but the that it's what, evasion down on his basic? Uh, <laughs> that is an extra chance at Terminator as well with Luke's leadership. So, you know, we already had a CLS four-man core package, and then you would, you know, toss in a tank or whatever usually beyond that but we now have like a full five-man team that just wants nothing more than to blast you away with exposes and yeah i think it's a uh, you know you could argue that you know if you go that route you're not going to have a tank or anything and yeah that, <laughs> totally that's going to be a pretty big issue but it it's a very cool character i think it's exactly what this team you know would want like if you could make up a character that you know to go into a cls squad i think He's pretty close to what you want, right? Yeah, Morris I think, is always good. 
rebel with a basic with three PO. It's always good. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, it, it's a little frustrating on some levels. Like I, I tend to be the guy who likes to have just my specific teams set out and laid out. And lately, I've just been putting three PO with Padme because, uh, especially with the new Vader rework, like Padme becomes incredibly easy to counter if you're using Palpatine plus Vader. But if you put three PO in there, like it, it's nowhere near a like perfect match or perfect counter. But uh, so now it's like, now we have uh, Chupio uh, and, and he's not, he wants to go with 3PO really bad, I think, because oh, yeah. of all the exposes and everything. And so now it complicates, it complicates things a little bit. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, I think in some respects, as I think that's a good thing, right? Like it feels like, you know, it's kind of the same with Watt, right? Of like, it kind of defines your style or makes you a bit more unique of like, well, how do you use your wad as like a conversation you could have with people or, you know, like Padme with 3PO is pretty critical for placing her on defense and like getting anything done. But I've, for whatever reason, it's more of a guilty pleasure than a good idea, but I'm still firmly, I love JTR with 3PO in a lot of cases. Uh, just, you know, you get that, initial extra piece of translation on JTR. It's just complete lockdown. But, you know, CLS with 3PO was always a nice home as well. So, like, they really... I would almost say maybe too balanced towards CLS really wants him badly now, but, you know, Padme with 3PO has some sick synergy. And J JTR, I'm not going to argue, is a real team, but, like, I think they've done a good job of, you know, 3PO just really being tough to decide again, which... I think on like making like forcing you into choices, tough choices. I think it is kind of good for the game, right? As long as it's not like forcing you to lose or anything if you make the wrong choice. But yeah, no, yeah, I like absolutely. It. I I think uh, like you were saying, you know, how do you use your what kind of defines you. Three um, PO. I personally use them on the CLS squad on defense. My only disappointment with this two PO kit is. Now I'm not going to use Captain Han again. Because for for a long time, I used Captain Han with CLS on defense, and he was fantastic. And then my CLS team outgeared him, and he was stealing guard from CLS, and so I stopped using Captain Han. And then we had to get Captain Han to R3, stuck him on defense, and that CLS team, and granted, it's a heavy relic CLS team at this point, um, I got so many defends this past Grand Arena season with that CLS team, and I've been told by my opponents that Captain Han revived my Chewie on multiple occasions, and I'm really going to miss using Cap <laughs> Captain Han there. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, actually a pretty nice balance, yeah. I mean, luckily, you don't uh... – Luckily, Solo, you don't have to worry about that for five weeks or so. <laughs> Use my own line against me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I did see you say that earlier. Uh, yeah, that's uh, so. Uh, we, you know, the Chupio kit is is new and exciting. I personally am ex am excited about him. I wish I had the money to whale out on him. Um, yeah. I think. It, it's surprising that he's a marquee character, frankly. Like, uh, yeah, 
I would have potentially accepted him as a legendary. Maybe not at this specific time frame because we've just recently had Jedi Luke, but he seems good enough. Like like he would fit on a on you know at least one team as a really strong uh, character. But uh, yeah, he's it, it's it's just it's cool. He's coming out as a marquee and. Um, yeah, is there anything else you guys would like to add about three Chupio until we uh before we move on to either territory battles or uh 3v3? Uh small detail people might not have known or recognized is so on the unique with the stat steal and stat share, uh first thing I tested is it doesn't have to be an actual leader in the leader slot. There's some, there was some weird wording on that compared to like, you know, Bastila, like Dark Bastila unique. Like if your leaders are, or whoever, like if the Sith is in the leader slot, it totally does work. Like I tested it with just a plain old Han. Uh, and then on top of that is he can steal from himself if you stick him in the leader slot, which oh, that's interesting. I think is kind of funny. That He's basically funny. like a soft rebel leader if you wanted him to be. That's really uh, funny. <laughs> hey, yeah, just I think as a marquee, he's probably one of the best we've gotten or like most usable ever since like B1. I'm, it's hard to think of one beyond that. Like he, you can stick him at gear eight and still get a pretty usable, like probably like gear 10 or gear 11 equivalent and like take him into some real fights. So uh, I was really excited to use him in the upcoming Grand Arena. <laughs> <laughs> and then 3v3 happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, though, so I always, one, one character I've always uh, struggled a little bit, at least with trying to find uh, a, his own identity in 3v3 is uh, 3PO. Like, it, it's like Machine Gun Leia. Or, you know, I know the Solo, you've been using him with Watt and Newt on defense. And that's... Yeah. Uh, you know that that's I think that that's a good use for him. Uh, um, you know you've you've been doing well. I don't want to I don't want to use my watt in that capacity, frankly. <laughs> so, um, you know my so for me, I guess my my thought is like Kira works really well with Han and Chewie. She just does like as a leader for them. She they yeah. they fit pretty seamlessly. So kind of what I want to experiment with at least. Uh, at least for a little bit, I want to try using um, so so Kira with Han and Chewie, and then I want to try uh, CLS and 3PO and Chupio. And I, I just think that even at kind of lower gear levels, uh, the it, it's it's a very similar thing to the machine gun Leia kind of thing, where you're just getting a lot of shots and exposes uh, all over the place. I. I think that that could potentially just be really strong. Yeah. So, I would be scared to use that on offense, though. At least until the first time. That's the problem with these new characters. Until you use them that first time, it's like, is this going to be strong enough? I think it's going to be strong enough. Is it, though? And like we were talking about earlier, we're streaming these. It feels like if you test a team and get a loss, you're like, Oh well, everyone's gonna laugh at that loss now. See, that's why you gotta claim it as being for science before you go yeah. in. That yeah, that way you're exactly. completely bulletproof. <laughs> no one can say you're an idiot otherwise. Guys, I'm, I'm doing trying this for, this science. for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good call. Um, yeah. 
So, um, we should probably move on to the next topic. I guess we should actually read the chat a little bit. Yeah, um, probably. Uh, I'm trying to do my arena battles here too, because I'm my payouts in half an hour. But you think Hanweed, Chewy, and Chupio can beat Gas and Dr in three v three? And I am going to say. Oh, maybe gas. I mean, it feels like in 3v3, anything can beat gas on defense. Um, I don't know about Darth Revan, though. I, uh, Without the exposes there, yeah. it's questionable. I mean, yeah. But then again, like, blind is kind of an X-factor, kind of interesting. But yeah, it's still, like, I guess maybe if, if you can stun, like, Rex and then you get the blind down, but gas is going to cleanse the blind, but maybe, I don't know. I don't yeah. think I see it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would. I see that there, and you don't have the CLS lead, which exactly you know, it just is fantastic for that uh, General Skywalker counter. Man, it's really crazy how exciting this team was to use in a five v five capacity. <laughs> Weird, huh? Hey guys, here's this tune <laughs> that will be great for five v five. Wait six weeks, <laughs> and also Darth Vader really wants oh. really likes having a lot of people to hit yeah well yeah like if darth vader would be an amazing character if we ever went up to like 10 v 10 you know <laughs> <laughs> oh god can you imagine <laughs> at the end of i don't know if you tried him in the ewok tier 2 challenge you can loop his uh mm back into another mm like it breaks because you start killing people but yeah i just took infinite turns once <laughs> he yeah. got up and running until the end yeah, it's really he's a really fun character for that. I I, I keep thinking like the game, it, you know, everything revolves around the five v five structure, and so you know, go to back to your kind of point or that you kind of referred to a minute ago, uh, Fatal, where you said like, uh, you know, it it would be fun to use in a in a squad that's designed, uh, you know, for the game like five v five is the format that we all play. Um, 3v3 obviously doesn't have much correlation to anything else in the game other than Omega Battles. Uh, and it's, it, I don't know, it, it's just a very interesting thing that they're deciding to force us to play 3v3 again after all of this. Um, I, on the other hand, I, I think it, it's also interesting to think about other game modes, you know, like if, if we did, if we did go up to like 8v8, who would be, who would win? that those like what would be the best squad like i would almost think the troopers would be one of the best squads ever <laughs> are we assuming two leader slots or one leader slot for av8 I, I mean i would assume still one because if the second you add two leader slots i think the game just explodes and we <laughs> oh, all yeah. die but all i'm saying is jtr lead combined with fin lead is extremely oh, gross that <laughs> let that yeah. soak in for a second yeah, or God, just think of Jedi Knight Revan uh, with any other Jedi leader. I mean, Jedi Knight Revan already broke the game. Literally, they can't give out the Jedi tag to people. <laughs> so give them a different Jedi leader as well. And like a Bastila lead with a Jedi Knight Revan lead where 300% protection and they're recovering it constantly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, it, like there's all to... kinds of broken things, and that's, I guess that's just the thing is you can think about these other game modes, and may, maybe 6v6 would work. Who knows? Because it's just close enough to 5v5 that maybe. Yeah. 
but the second the second you start bringing in a second leadership like which if they said we're only going to do this one time ever just have fun with it <laughs> i would try a week of it like yeah I, i'd be like sure i let's try <laughs> okay oh darth revan with a mall lead as well <laughs> yeah people are gonna come up with some pretty gross things here yeah. newt lead with general grievous could be crazy yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just some solid like 45 percent speed gain with turn meter gain yeah why not yeah just pour it on <laughs> uh yeah. all so, right so uh anyways uh one of the reasons i to kind of just shift us back we're going to go back to 3v3 soon but um one of the one of the reasons that uh we wanted you to come talk with us fatal uh we've uh we've been threatening to get you on the show for a little bit here but <laughs> um what i We've been having some discussions on Reddit, as we will. Um, there's there's some always some extremely interesting and uh, unreasonable takes over there. And lately, three v three v three, that's also been getting a lot of hate. But like I say, territory battle has also been getting a lot of hate. The Geonosian side of it, of course, uh, people saying that it is just uh, wrought with only uh, only RNG, like. It, it, there's two positions really uh, it's either rng will screw you no matter how many relics you have and the other take and they seem to like get along together these people who uh agree that this territory battle sucks they agree uh somehow but they also say that um if you have enough money then you can buy your way to victory in the gotb which uh doesn't make a lot of sense because if you have all the money to buy all the relics then, uh, but but GOTB will still screw you on relics, even if you have relic seven, like that they don't necessarily go together. And yet, you know, this this is this perception. And I saw one of your posts on one of these hate, uh, on one of these hate threads, and it, it had been totally downvoted all the way to hell. And, um, you know, I, I, of course, tried to upvote it, you know, back a little bit, didn't really make that much of a difference, but uh, like, I, I really agreed with what you were saying. Can you kind of, you know, what what's your take on lightside territory battles? Sure. So before I start, I want to preface this with saying that I know plenty of people don't know me. Uh, luckily, I have gone on record with, I have like hard concrete proof. I am the last person in the world who would ever normally care about territory battles. I've... <laughs> been extremely clear about this in the past and like my discord or whatever of to me the only reason why i would do anything for anything in a territory battles mission is if i thought i was going to get something out of it that would benefit me in territory wars or grand arena so like a what special mission a kiani mundi mission I'm fine with working on that. You tell me that I need to start putting gear onto my Dooku so that I can start working on that P4 mid mission. I, I am rapidly moving towards like, might be time for a new guild. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I say that, like, wait, light side territory battles is actually kind of good. I hope that that brings, I hope that that means a little bit more in general because. I do not, I like up until now, I did not understand why people liked territory battles. I thought it was extremely boring. 
even Darkseid, I didn't even think was that interesting, like Darkseid Geonosis, and Hoth was just, you know, maybe I missed the window because, you know, I started playing the game a bit later on. Hoth was already kind of out, like on the way out at that point. It was already kind of, you could auto a lot of the time. Uh, And yeah, so to come to the realization of, oh, light side territory battles feels like it respects my time in a way that, you know, a lot of CG's event design really does not. You know, you've got your P4 guess. You've got a lot of the restart fodder. You know, I I beat most of the Jedi Knight Luke missions without really feeling like I had learned anything or accomplished anything. It was just like, okay, I landed the right amount of dots that time and then Luke died, <laughs> right? So this whole realization that light side territory battles is actually like kind of really well constructed, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, and does not actually feel that RNG dependent. There are some places where it absolutely still is, but for the most part, it feels very skill-based. And I think the biggest thing to me is it feels like the closest to end game content that Galaxy of Heroes has gotten. Um, And end game content sounds a little bit scary because there's, you know, Galaxy of Heroes is a game where a lot of money can buy people a lot of things, Um, but it really surprised me going on galaxy or swgh.gg and just looking at the player data a lot of people like a lot of people like 60,000 people have gear 13 on a lot of these characters that i'm you know trying to push people to give a shot and you know i think the biggest issue or the biggest hurdle that's going to happen is if you want to try to get people to care about light side territory battles and the first thing you say is, all right, you've got to move your mods. You're going to lose a lot of people there immediately. And I get that. I you know, 100% get that. Uh, but if you do, you know, I, this is the first TV where I kind of started putting a lot of my stuff out there and, you know, been getting a lot of feedback of people saying, you know, yeah, i you know, my teams aren't even that great. You know, I got 40, 50. I got someone who messaged me saying they got 61. Like, this is a mode that respects your time. This is a mode that respects your effort. And you can see results. I mean, that's how this started to begin with. I, I didn't care about light side territory battle for a long time. I basically just thought, just decided on a whim, like, okay, I'll try moving my best mods over and went from like, you know, a 10 to 15 combat wave Andy who was basically autoing a lot of missions to like, okay, first month we sell like 25. Okay, cool. That's the number starting to go up. And then next month, okay, we're at 30 and then 35 and then 40. You know, it's, it's really, really cool to be able to see and feel that progression. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of my elevator pitch. I know I kind of rambled a bit there, but LSTB is good content actually <laughs> is, I guess my platform as a whole. Uh, it, there is some issues and I think we'll get to that but for the most part a lot of what people are saying about it being a gear check a relic check man you can find so much footage on YouTube of people with all relic seven just going in and getting absolutely roasted that's that could not be further from the truth uh you know I would like if we were in some hypothetical where we were like betting on TB results or something and we've got guy a who's got like a you know, let's say all Relic 1 or Relic 2 JKR team with like a Relic 5 Grandmaster Yoda. And then Guy B who, you know, just has whatever he came in with. 
with like all relic seven jkr team and i'll say like even like toss a jedi luke in there i'm betting on the experienced jkr guy with the right modding every time that's yeah. just how i see it I that's just where the motor's at i, I so, also think so one of my kind of funny points about this is we're now what eight and a half nine months since the release of light side territory battles and i find a lot of the people that complain about how it's all rng or you get wiped out before it even starts is the same people that still have like a g12 padme team and you know because i know it r7 doesn't necessarily matter but you also have to have more than the left side pieces of G12 to survive a mission. And I feel like all the people complaining are all the people that have done nothing to improve at the same time. Um. Yeah. And it's it's like here, I want you to just take a hard guess right now. How many people in galaxy of heroes do you think have a gear 13 Ahsoka Tano? I don't know if you have like a general ballpark for like how many people <laughs> are in say, so How many play, I guess, is the question. I, I don't know that. I would say a uh, solid hundred thousand have Ahsoka Gear thirteen. Okay, you're 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 pretty on point then, yeah. That kind of blew my mind because yeah. you know, ever since Gear thirteen came out, I kind of figured there would just be a very linear path of the characters that most people focused on. You know, like you know, you probably hit your Heroes, Journeys, or Galactic Legends are your uh, legendary characters, your raid characters. Uh, kind of work down from there. This list is actually kind of insane. I mean, you know, General Grievous, Janana Anakin was kind of everyone's favorite at first. But Padme is actually such a high... And I mean, like, the whole squad. Like, General Kenobi is number one in the game. You go down a little bit, there's Yoda, which I don't really associate Yoda with Padme personally, but, like, Anakin is right there next to him, Padme right next to them, Ahsoka right next to them. Like, a lot of these people have these characters at Gear 13, and, you know, I don't know how common knowledge, like, the efficiency of relic levels is but like if you're gear 13 and you're not like in a state where you need to be like holding signals like desperately for some upcoming project you can push your team to like relic 2 relic 3 i usually stop at relic 2 just for like general purposes but like that's all you need for lstb it really is uh you know like my ahsoka i think i took her to relic 3 for the gas combat or gas events but you know my i'm one of the few dinosaurs that feels like in our gp area where my general kenobi is parked at relic five and there he shall stay until someone drags me forces me on to spend those uh precious stuff to take into relic seven like people have what they need and it like and you know i know everybody doesn't have this you, know, you do have to focus farm on light side characters if you you are some of the people who dumped all your relics onto sith empire the moment relics came out yeah you're you know you're probably a little bit further behind on some stuff than some others but the stats support like a lot of you players have what you need you just don't think you do it's i don't know if it's mental or what it is but you're not expected to bring like relic 5 on everyone minimum like you don't have to there's not this isn't like a pay-to-play style event this isn't a gear check uh so 
so so sorry let me just interject real quick uh what because i feel like this is very relevant for people to who are listening like what uh maybe you've done all of your attacks in territory battles this time like if you have or if you're about to if you get to finish that off how many uh waves will you expect to be done uh, to be done with this uh territory battle just um, uh, me personally or just like yes, you. players in a so this time around i hit 56 uh tragically i was supposed to get 60 uh my jtr mission crashed on stream which oh no i just installed nox emulator because blue stacks was crashing and it hadn't crashed yet and i hoped we had safe harbor there uh, <laughs> uh memu hasn't crashed yet or like memu was what i was using before the blue stacks 60 frame rate stuff came out so i'm i guess i'm moving back there but so that would have yeah. gotten me to 60, and then I dropped a pretty ugly zero bomb on day one with the mid-Jedi mission. Uh, there was a turn order that I hadn't really known was possible before, where the commando droid can call Magda, and that basically acts like a pre-taunt. Uh, and the only real way to get that off is with a shock T who's slower, and I ran her stupidly fast, uh, too fast yeah. to react, so couple of zero bombs and a couple of things went rough like a uh, fleets i think in the process of moving all the mods i actually tried the fleet missions this time around with a lot of pilots unmodded i think that, that actually ended up being a big mistake on my part um but yeah i mean you know before this i think my best score was 50 and i did end up using jedi luke this time around and i think in some respects uh that feels a bit bad to me or that feels like cheating you know having ray and luke right now is such a unique and rare position that i it's not realistic for you know general players to expect but you know a couple of months ago i got 50 and that was without jedi luke that was with significantly lower relics on a lot of my people you know i did have ray at the time and ray isn't mandatory for good lstb performance but she opens up uh, some missions for you, like mid-Jedi especially, if you just have JKR South, uh, Ray can open up. Uh, free some people up from Padme. You know, I try to avoid using Padme now, so you can do you know, like some general Kenobi shenanigans mid, but yeah, you know, 50 was my previous max. Now I'm up to 56 with, I would say with an easy potential for 64 uh, if I fix some things and do things right and i don't know maybe even in a possible 70 if i can make some further progress although some of these missions man like i don't know if you've worked on like elite dooku and the jedi mid missions like you get like elite dooku elite new, yeah. elite watt that is <laughs> and especially today i had to do it without general skywalker which like my previous plan before now was all right shakti is going to put gas into stealth gas is going to kill dooku <laughs> That doesn't work. I have no idea what's going to happen now. Or like, it's just <laughs> yeah. go next. Anything could happen. Though yeah. <laughs> so I will say today, I, I was having a fantastic territory battle. Today, on what, four missions in the middle, I ran, between my two accounts, I ran into the double sniper, double B2 plus B1 in the first wave. On every middle battle I did on both of my accounts, and I said, that lineup for the first wave just destroys you if you're not if you if you're not ready for it it can just do filthy things and it did to my ray team uh, ironically my ray team was my worst in waves completed today 
on both accounts because I ran into double sniper droids that just said no to my resistance hero Poe. <laughs> oh yeah. So this was in phase three meta, right? Uh yeah. 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 And uh the light side missions, that's actually always going to be the guaranteed first team yep. composition. So you yeah. you, <laughs> you got to bat down the hatches. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. This is true for both teams, for JTR and Ray, is the f- beginning of the first wave is the struggle. That's where you got to, like, work really hard to stabilize, get control of it. And then, like, if you get that, you kind of just stroll into a pretty casual four out of four, right? Like, Oh, yeah. It's kind of insane and that's becoming like i feel the same way about jedi luke now if you know i don't expect a lot of people to have him yet but you know people will work on that in the future it's a very similar vibe uh you know because the enemy teams will generally outspeed a hermit yoda like i have i've recently got a nice high roll mod so my hermit yoda's 350 speed out of gate now he's still got outsped uh which <laughs> it's it feels a little bit scary. You're 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 not in control of the mission at first. You're just kind of along for the ride and hope that they shoot the right people. You can kind of juice the targeting a little bit by trying to control who was lowest. Uh, but then again, the AI has loved to hit my old Ben previously. And today was the first day where I specifically made my old Ben weakest to try to just like ensure that that would continue to be a thing. And they actually didn't. <laughs> so... Who knows? I'm still, I mean, that's kind of the thing too, right? Is no one has solved LSTV yet. I think that's part of why it can be so exciting is it's still a process. And, you know, especially, you know, now that I tried to start streaming my TV missions is it feels a lot more collaborative too, because it's one of the natures of this event being once a month is it can be pretty rough to like, you know, you make a mistake one month and it's like, all right, I'm not touching this again. I'm probably not going to remember that. Uh, but it's really nice having the extra folks around, just you know, extra brains trying to figure out like the right move or the right play. And a lot of times, getting corrected on like I wasn't even thinking about that. Absolutely, like, you know, thank you for telling me. Because there's as much as I enjoy this, there is so much to juggle. And you know, we talked about streaming before. This is very very difficult to stream i think stream and get right you know if you played like the original phase four night sisters before the zombie change and then the uh i think the nihilist change and all that stuff where you had to like be counting everyone's cooldowns to juggle the heals correctly with like talia heal and all that this is the first galaxy of heroes content i can think of where it actually feels like if i'm doing this correctly i need to be counting my people's cooldowns correctly and that is it's extremely difficult to do like without trying to juggle conversations on top of that and like try to be entertaining (laughs) for chat yeah absolutely um i've been streaming my my territory battles I, i might actually do that later today on my own twitch account um but yeah it's uh it, it, I think that honestly, that's it's been even harder for me because I'm I'm dealing with mechanics that I'm just not used to. Like you say, you have a month gap, and I'm like trying to concentrate and focus and do well. And it, all these people are like, "What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do?" I had uh, J 
Jedi Master Adastra come and watch one of my, like she popped in right before I was like gonna attack with my Jedi Luke. I was like instantly nervous. Like <laughs> I, can't, I can't mess up in front of the Jedi Master. Probably the single most like, person able to judge you possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, yeah. So I kind of I kind of said that and then she put the little emote, you know, turned, turned the language pink and said, uh, begins watching, begins <laughs> judging. <laughs> I was like, great, this will be fun. But I ended up getting four or four though, so it was. It ended. Yeah. Had a happy ending. Nice. But, yeah, it was. Uh, it was funny. Your, your. I have to say, your, uh, your territory battle numbers are impressive. Fifty-six with a crash that you had a pretty good shot at. It sounds like getting, uh, getting an extra four on top of that. Like I'll end up with somewhere over forty, and I, I feel like. You know that that's probably going to end up being one of my best, uh, but I also I'm one of those who struggles with the idea of wanting to ever remod. <laughs> totally, I, yeah. It's it's one of those things, right? Where I do not blame anybody for not wanting to take that time. Like at the end of the day, it's important to remind ourselves that, like, you know, this is a phone game. Like it's. I like if you want to do it, I'm all here for it. You know, I do it myself, but I will never try to begrudge anyone for like, I can't believe you don't want to spend 15, 20 minutes sitting here tinkering around with these mods to get it done correctly. Like, I can't believe you. Like, yeah, never about that. Right. Well, then I can't, I, I agree totally with that. I, I guess where the, the line I make is people who want to complain about how it's all like they're making excuses for themselves, essentially. Like, it's only RNG. Like, there's no way I could possibly do better. But for me, it's like, just say, I don't want to have to remod uh, uh, to get those crazy numbers. And to me, that that's that's enough. Like, just admit that if you wanted to, you could get higher, because you can, if you want to. You know, that for me, that's the distinction I make at least. Yeah, it's that's how I tried putting it last night on Reddit is like, it's fine to not want to do it, but when I say that it's possible, it's not really up to them to just to say like no, it isn't. Like no people, and like that's one of the losing battles, right? Is you know you show results, but like if you spent on the game, that automatically just becomes like oh well, you're just a whale. So like yeah, you know LSTB is for the whales. It's like no. Like I'm and again, I'm like I'm not saying like you too can go for seventy, eighty, whatever stupid amount of CMs. Like it's gonna be a process, right? But the point is that no matter what you're coming to LSTB with, if you've been if you've worked on any of the stuff that's come out in the last two years, you can show up and perform and contribute. And I like learning the mechanics and all that can be pretty stressful, but doing it and doing it well i think is it feels so much more gratifying than you know any single raid in the game and coming from the person who wanted nothing to do with lstb it's there is a lot of fun to be had there i mean it's tense you know i think the once a month nature of it simultaneously makes it exciting but also a little bit tragic because uh, i don't know about you guys but whenever i'm trying to get better at something uh, if I make one mistake, I just abandon it completely for a month and then come back to it later. That's that's how we get better at stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, like no yeah. practice, certainly. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. ever practice. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely agree with that. Like it, it's just hard to, it, it, the zero sum game of it all. It's like, well, I want to, I want to perform. I want to do well here. Oh, I sucked. Oh, and I know how I did. I know how I sucked, but I'll have to wait for a month. Like, a, and, and will I remember in a month? That's the question. Gosh, That's, you should have, you should have seen me the other day. I was streaming my Kiati Monday mission and everyone was like, you need to put crit avoid arrows on. I'm like, I don't know that method. I'm not going to mess with it this time. I've, I've beat it five times in a row now. I, I have a tried and true method. Now, if only I could remember what mods I used to put on my guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I, I felt pretty confident that I could win it, but like it had been a month and I developed the strategy or the, the remodding like a couple months prior to that. And it was just, just trying to remember, even though I had loadouts saved, I had too many loadouts. So I was like, does Padme's, do Padme's mods go on Rex or Shakti? <laughs> I, I don't remember. So yeah, it's, it's just kind of funny how it works. But yeah, yeah. lightsaber territory battles can be fun. I think you were making, you made a great point, uh, Fatal, though, the, the other day when we were talking, um, uh, just, just via DM about like, Yes, like say territory battles can be good. Uh, you know, they, you, they can be beaten, so to speak. Like it's a learnable skill. The the question is though, like CG also doesn't make it necessarily that easy to like swap mods or anything. Like it, I, that was the other thing I was struggling with during my stream was I had zero mod space available, and so I had to go in and like upgrade mods and like apply mods to different characters that didn't have <laughs> mods just so I could switch mods. And it like it, it was a real issue, um, you know. It, so it's beatable, and yet it's it, it can still be a very big hassle. It's not necessarily okay uh, at the level of hassle involved. Yeah, it's really just. It's not to say that LSTB doesn't have issues, but there really needs to be a shift in framing on what the issues with it are. Uh, you know, for one, I think you know you pretty much said everything about you know, the switching mods. I think the mod cost especially has actually become such a huge issue uh, because to me, it at least feels very clear and deliberate that CG expects you to run your best mods for this content. And I'd like that, but the experience of having to juggle all of that and absolutely what you said, it's basically a tradition now of the mod inventory full screen popping up by the time I'm on my third or fourth combat mission that day of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll go plug some holes, I guess, or start selling. But, you know, the cost of moving mods, the fact that we don't have in-game support for total mod loadouts, uh, I think even just slightly better tools to, or even just the idea of swapping, right? The What we were talking about with the um, capacity issues would be fixed so easily just by such a simple mod swap, which the cost actually plays off of that a little bit because it'll actually cost you more to swap it back. I think you're basically paying double off of that, but still that's like a convenience thing, right? You know, if you want to save some time, you spend some more credits. I think you could hand wave that away. Um, but as long as people are stuck on the idea of LSTB is impossible, then you're never really going to get light shed on the issues that really do need to be addressed, I think, for the health of the game. And not even for LSTB. This is stuff that, you know, impacts pretty much every facet of the game. But, you know, I'm not going to pretend that mods are the most popular feature to begin with, even though they're the most important feature. But 
it's just one of those things where it just feels like a shame, I guess. Uh, there's so much capacity for things to be better, and yet I don't, see, I don't realistically see a driving force anytime soon of community interest or I don't want to say outrage. I don't think outrage is healthy, but you know, just pushing CG in a direction where we can maybe, you know, I think that's probably some of the biggest quality of life that we could get in this game because modding, remodding all that stuff takes a lot of time. Uh, more than like a heroic AAT skip or whatever current quality of life features are requested. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and we could probably go on for, for days about this. Like uh, it, it's really, you have a really great take on things. Um, I, I think we should probably uh, probably move a little bit onto 3v3 because that, that is just, uh, I'm staring at the screen right now. I could, I could join. I have, I have to remod <laughs> some stuff first um, before I do that and make some decisions yes. on if Chupio is actually worth four stars or if I could just, just go in with three stars. I can't decide. So, um, so what, Fatal, how, how are you, what, what are your thoughts on 3v3? Just, just out of curiosity. Solo and I have kind of talked about this quite a bit and we'll, we've, we've kind of shifted our stances here and there, but, um, you know, for, for our that much. <laughs> listeners, yeah, yeah, not that much, certainly. Um, uh, but like what, for those of you who are, for those of our listeners who don't know uh, your preferences and what your take on 3v3 is, Fatal, what, what, what are your thoughts on 3v3? Uh, so the first time that 3v3 came out, I was, you know, like most Galaxy Heroes content, I tried to be enthusiastic and try to work with it and plan around it. And then CG didn't bring it back for like, what, six to nine months or something? Uh, and then they brought it back again, and I was pretty pissed, so I just completely ignored it. And then they did the exact same thing, and <laughs> I felt very content to continue the trend of just treating 3v3 as a joke. Uh, and now I guess we're just in the dark timeline where CG has decided it's a core rotating mode, which I guess technically addresses my original complaint, which was I'm not going to take a mode seriously if CG doesn't take it seriously, you know, by ghosting it for nine months. But since that time, I'm also firmly of the opinion that this game is built very clearly for 5v5. And if it wasn't before when 3v3 was first introduced, their kit design, especially now, revolves around it. Look at Vader, look at Chupio, look at any number of the recent teams where you know characters are literally counting numbers of allies for their you know the balancing that they're supposed to have. You know, General Skywalker without that five-man uh 501st roster is not a great tank. <laughs> he falls down extremely easily. Uh, I think it's just a shame. And I think, again, it, it's very similar to Light Side Territory Battle. I don't think it's something that's going to get a lot of pushback. Uh, but I just, I don't think uh, 3v3 is that fun. You know, I think it served its purpose as a gimmick for a while, but the idea of bringing it in as a staple, which given the pattern that seems like it's, starting to build itself now uh is a very real danger of happening it's it's frustrating it's frustrating especially because it replaces what could otherwise have been a 5v5 gac 
and I think that's probably what stings the most is if it was off on the side, if it was some standalone mode, or if it was opt-in or out, you know, I think that there could be a perfectly reasonable option for that too. Cause I think a lot of people do like 3v3 and I, nothing against them. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but the idea of, okay, this month is basically just turned into a vacation is frustrating, say the least. If I was a whale who wanted to look at Chupio and then I found out that 3v3 uh, <laughs> was happening this month, like, what are you whaling for? We've got, what, two or four territory wars coming up and then that's kind of it? Yeah. You could take Chupio into Galactic War, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that was the that was legitimately my my biggest thought was Chupio because I remember talking to Zareth, I was like, man, I really want to get him up before uh, Grand Arena starts, at least to gear eleven, because even if I'm not going to seven star, I'm like, let me get him up to gear eleven. It's three v three, can make something happen, I'm sure. Um, but then I'm like, but what team am I going to use him on? <laughs> in 3v3 like i mean i know zareth talked about the cls uh 2po and 3po team having potential and yeah it has potential but i don't know if i'm sold on okay i need to get 2po to gear 11 before this first week starts for that team if you told me it was 5v5 and i had to get him up to throw him on a cls trio plus 3po team i'd be Yep, he's year 11 already. Let's go, people. Um, but for 3v3, it's like, eh, I can wait. I can slow gear him a little bit still. Yeah, I when Chupio came out, I was so, in my mind, I'll get to, back to this in a second, I was so convinced that, like, this month is going to be the 5v5 no ships month. Like, immediately when Chupio came out, I took him to gear 8 level 80, which, like, I'm not going to pretend that's the biggest investment, but, yeah. you know, I was pretty low on credits at that time, so that that ended up kicking me down to like 1 million credits left. And now I'm just like, what I've watched two mods that were like really good purchases in the mod shop roll by and all my <laughs> credits are getting burned on LSTB moving mods around. And just like, I wish I, I wish I left him alone. I mean, I did it for the whole science testing with his unique, but yeah, oh, then it's okay. If you make a mistake, <laughs> but you say it's for science, I'm, I'm going with the, the fatal principle here. Yeah. It's for science. Yeah. So, so I accept it. Science yeah. can be painful sometimes. <laughs> it can. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I had like a, like the exact same experience on my main. I was like, oh yeah, this is a character I'm going to want. I just didn't even look at the, the relative cost to my uh, credit bank account. And so he, he went up to 85 and then I tried to swap mods on someone and I couldn't because that I literally had enough to eighty five someone, and that was it <laughs> <laughs> and then and then, yeah, I keep ro rolling by these uh these really great mods in the mod store. I'm like that is so disappointing on so many levels, yeah. Yep. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day that that's kind of the moral of the story is you don't you don't invest anything until you're sure of it, which is like true always in this game, but like. I mean, but I think that speaks to how exciting this character is, though, right? I was almost going to say was, but, like, no. I, I still yeah. will probably try to get him up and running for Territory Warlock. Like, this character is extremely fun. Like, it it takes the things. Like, CLS, I think, was already a pretty entertaining team. 
And this just takes all of the fun aspects of it and pushes more of it, right? It's very similar to what they did with the Vader rework. Vader uh, had some fun aspects, but then you had the three turns of downtime where he just had a basic, I guess, and that was kind of neat, but not really a turn. And they just said like, no, okay, what's the good part of parts of Vader? Let's double down on that. You know, Rebels love their assisting exposes and they just tossed another onto the pile. Like it was perfect. And they wrote a character who pretty much said, I work on this team in 5v5 pretty much only until you get a, until you get them to seven star and that's it. <laughs> and then we're not, he's not, he can't. He's got some issues right now. <laughs> he's feeling a little bit lonely. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. So we, we, get, we have Chupio now. And like the verbiage of one of his abilities is just so interesting. I know this is kind of far afield from 3v3, um, but it, it's a very interesting thing. Like it seems like on some level, he's going to fit perfectly with Cara Dune on some future team. And I don't know what team that is, but it just seems like, I wonder, it just seems so random how they released him. Like, did they really just release one character into the blue, like just randomly? Usually they have a more consistent theme, longer term. And I'm interested to see what, if anything, that that is what they're trying to do. I think the revive line of text is kind of a trap. I think it's kind of bait. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's cute that it's there. Uh, I should warn that I'm a bit of a. I would say, if I'm trying to be polite, I'm a Kara skepticist. Uh, she's fast and she has the 50% turn meter, so she's kind of like a nest there, like a nest but not nest. And that's kind of cute, but they took, they managed to make a tank who relies on probably one of the least common buffs in the game to stay alive or like keep reviving. It's, it's bold, to say the least. Yeah, I think a lot of Chupio's uh, kit is actually a red herring. Just because I remember when the kit was first released and I watched so many different streamers or videos and they're like, oh no, no, it has to be all rebel teams because of this. It has to be this because, you know, what is it? On his basic, he does something for rebels. Um, or not the basic, on his uh, middle special, he's doing something for Rebels where they recover protection. And the first the first things I thought about when Chupio came out was, okay, you probably do want a Rebel lead just because, you know, 40% of all those stats are fantastic. Um, but I thought of, like, Stormtrooper Han, then you give him to Chu, then you have this Chupio, and then T3. Like, the... Those were the first three things that went to my head because T3 is giving the defense penetration and the 8% crit damage uh, stacking. And then I was like, how do I fit a revive in here? Do I even want to fit a revive into this team? I mean, it's not bad to have a revive, but so I'm, I'm very much with you um, in that. I, I think, I think a lot in this kit is a red herring and actually not going to be used the way that the kit kind of read the first time. When I read his kit, I basically boiled it down to he's a body with a rebel tag and an assist 
and he also in fact does have a basic so he's already kind of a shoe in and then his first special with the aoe blind is pretty sick uh yeah blind is pretty rare so i can't even say it's slept on like i don't know mission veo's out here slinging those grenades but like there's a lot in the game where blind is actually a pretty effective tool like it, it can be kind of surprising sometimes you know how much of like you know supreme leader kylo's kit actually can be evaded you know it's just his stun and that's it so like yeah. blind in that case even is a pretty sick tool for the matchup uh but yeah like chewy's rage i don't know if anyone is really going to be out here trying to like line up those chewy kills so that we can <laughs> do the extra 10 percent offense like yeah you know it's there i think i think that's more of like a tb gimme just to help rebels along a little bit and like it'll be okay in pvp like it's not like you're not going to want to hit that button but just it's not you know the most impactful especially because i don't think people are going to build him for damage i don't think it makes sense to uh yeah i i don't know i honestly i agree with you completely that that zeta is a territory battle type zeta from everyone i've talked to it that has, oh god it's a zeta yeah it's a zeta Oh no! Uh, but I've talked to people that have zaded it, and they're now getting four for four with CLS, which they've never done before in totally. territory battle because of the zeta. So, if you care about territory battle, kind of bring it full circle here. It's not a bad zeta to get because apparently it's working. Yeah, I'm, it's funny <laughs> that I'm here in favor of LSTB. I'm actually <laughs> like. Contra like it kind of sounds like a hypocrite, but like I'm actually still of the opinion that like I don't like doing investments for territory <laughs> battle, right? But yeah. I think that's kind of what was fun of the first place is realizing like I'm I'm a completely PvP focused account, but like I have the stuff I need for the most part in TV. Yeah. Um, right, it's not mutually exclusive. It's not like oh, well, I'm a PVE player, so I can't play PvP or or vice versa. Right. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, Zetas are accessible enough that now that like you could take something like that i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you could get away with it. you could do a lot worse i i mean i already gave him the zeta uh, full disclosure i already gave him the zeta i respect it and that's but at this point because i mean i've been playing since what march of 16 i have 128 zetas like <laughs> i'm not in yep. the zeta grind anymore at this point so it's like Oh, a new character came out. He has a Zeta. All right. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, but... Oh, and it looks like uh, Jedi Master Adastra said that the Zeta helps in Arena, too. Not a must, but it's nice extra for the team that is murdering everything. So that's that's good to know. I'm a little, I'm a little ways away from using him in Arena. I think mine is currently sitting at Gear 8, waiting for a stun gun at the moment. <laughs> yep, you're right. On a stun gun. <laughs> my my Chupio is uh, at gear ten right now. Yeah, I I bit the bullet. I was like, he was at nine, and then I was like, okay, I I can do the stun gun. I can even do the uh, uh what was it? There was a piece that I'm I'm gonna need. Oh yeah, a droid collar. I'm gonna need oh, that yeah. for Ray eventually here, uh, pretty soon. One of my character, only one of my characters needs one though. Um, 
So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go up to 10 and see what it is. I, I could have done the research on GG to know what was in the next level, but I kind of liked the surprise of it a little. <laughs> and uh, like, so I, I got him to gear 10 and uh, the Cairo the tech said, surprise. <laughs> yeah, and though I am glad. I, that, I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I am glad that those are at gear 10 though. You know, a lot of the new characters, the Cairo tech's been at eight or nine and you're just like, well, I can't even pretend to make this useful. Uh, at least at gear 10, you've gotten them up a little bit. You feel a little good about yourself. <laughs> and then it's a, then it's the slap. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, he's, I'm excited for, for Chupio, but we should actually come go back just a little bit to 3v3 and then we, we should probably be respectful of Fatal's uh, bedtime. He said, he said he's staying up extra just to talk to us and we appreciate that, but yes. I, I feel like respect <laughs> uh, should, should go both ways. So, yes. um, so what, one of the things that I noticed, and you you linked me to one of them, uh, and I, I watched another one. One of the things that I admire about your play, though, Fatal, is like you understand the the kits so well, and you articulate things really well. Um, I love what I've I've loved watching you just pick apart uh, Ray teams with just <laughs> you know like random teams. Like you just you know sometimes you hold uh, the team all the way for five minutes uh, until you time out because you will like you like the turn meter setting that people are on. Um, I, I don't know you, I, I really did. Uh, I enjoy those things. Like one of them, I actually, I think I won one of my matches cause someone linked your, uh, linked one of your fights to me. And I was like, Oh, okay. I could use this. I could use something like this. And I, I didn't end up using your, like your exact compositions, but I used kind of the same principles that you had, uh, that you'd kind of used. So, you know, we, we all appreciate that. And uh, do you have any more thoughts on like uh, what teams might be better in 3v3 to take these uh, Galactic Legends out? So there's actually a very simple criteria, I think, which is first things first, you need to know what you want to set a ray preload to. There's kind of a few criteria you're looking for that like makes a really, really good preload versus like, it's an okay preload versus like, oh no, you're just walking to your death right now. You, <laughs> and you don't even know it yet. Uh, one of the biggest things, it actually really depends. I've found on who Ray is paired with. Uh, there's actually some really subtle stuff there. At first I, I remember it felt like Ray Han Chewie was going to be kind of terror. Uh, and I think that actually ended up being one of the teams that crumbled first. I think yeah. Geo's actually had a really favorable matchup there. Um, that Poe really just kind of brings some extra hidden power for trying or stopping people who are trying to snipe you. Uh, but generally, so if you know Ray's kid, then you know uh, she'll chunk herself for 25%. Uh, and then first time she dips below 50%, which it's important to know, that doesn't count the second heal. That second heal, she'll sit exactly at 50% and she'll stop there. Uh, that's not going to count. Uh, and then she'll do it again. She'll drop to 25%. That's fine. When you're doing preloads, you're not going to spend any meaningful characters at all. I, I do it generally just by tossing in gear one level ones. You know, that's bust out your Gar Saxons because he's finally got a purpose now. Like that's, that's his <laughs> yeah. time to shine. <laughs> I matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 
if you really want to try to be precise with it, you can kind of count hits in a weird way. You know, like that was actually one thing that was really awkward about Ray Han Chewie at first was if you're trying to set up preloads, well, Han's going to shoot someone first. And then there was also another hit coming out for Ray using her shield move. So normally, you know, once you, once you start whittling away, you know, you know, there's a lot of three teams that you'll send in at first, but once she's down to that 50%, normally you just want to send one in. You're just kind of looking for that perfect turn where she drops down to 25%, but then doesn't go again. And you just want that one guy in there to die immediately. Uh, that was actually a lot trickier to get into estimate sometimes. So really what you want is you want that turn where Ray is going to go from 50% health down to 25%. And it's okay if she goes again, actually. This, this surprised me because it didn't feel like the game would work this way. Uh, but like if she hits you with a basic, because Ray AI will always use basic below 50%, um, that's fine. Uh, she'll lifesteal a little bit. She'll lifesteal up to 30%. And that's actually how most of my fights happened. But that's still pretty much as good as you're going to get. Uh, and that's pretty much where you want to start. You know, ideally, you want to try to make sure, you know, try to count cooldowns on whoever is there. If it's Han, Chewie, or uh, Finn Poe. Finn Poe especially, you know, can be really scary if, you know, the cooldowns aren't exactly ideal and you waltz in and immediately just get blasted by a Finn combo into Poe into a grenade and it's rough. But yeah, other other than that, you know, it's really just about buying you time because when you start the real fight, Ray it's pretty safe to assume typically is going to be on two turns of basics and she'll be preloaded and you know Ray is Ray. She's you know average like five hundred speed. So that the window will actually end a lot sooner than you think. But it's still about buying you some time so that you can start working on the side characters. Because usually the way I would try to do it is you pick off the sides, generally speaking, with a team that can try to bypass the uh, the damage immunity window. So like Geos were a very, very common go-to for me. And of course, it's it's 3v3. So that, that team that was built around 5v5 doesn't get to be what it wants to be. But You've got a core of, I usually do uh, Brute Alpha and Spy and Soldier. Uh, and also very important to note, because I see a lot of people screw this up. You need to know that Spy will gain 35% turn meter when a Geo applies a debuff. Uh, so I know it's tempting to get that extra Spy assist call, but a lot of the time, if you're just on the clock, like you know, if a Ray is gunning you down at 90% turn meter and you got to go, uh, the spy ba or the soldier basic will get you that extra spy turn in time and get you to 100%. Plus, it's technically the same anyway because you know tenacity down as a debuff you get to work with you know as much as spy assisting, but it just gets you there sooner. Uh, but yeah, it's really just you know like a couple of things to be concerned about is uh, Poe inspired Poe uh, with the Zeta unique, which I think most people have the Zeta. Uh, will mess with spy a bit, which is kind of why the preload can be pretty important about who you target or don't. Uh, on top of that, I would say kind of just you need to know your team or know your spy. And my spy, I think, is real like three or four. And then, like, you know, my Geo Soldier is complete paper, gear 12, like nothing extra. My Geos are, <laughs> are extreme budget, but, you know, spy is one of those characters who can be a pretty good mid-relic investment just to 
you know, be that candid. You just try to point and aim at someone and try to delete them off. Um, I think one thing I actually fell into this trap as well. One character I would try to avoid is actually general Skywalker, um, which is counterintuitive because Skywalker is actually used a lot in normal ray counters. Uh, in my experience, he can make preloaded ray messy because uh, the health reductions end up yanking him above or yanking Ray above 50% health. And that's, you know, whatever team you're coming in and bringing is that's kind of the loss condition, I would say, especially if you're not bringing in like some meta opponent. Uh, the moment that she pops above 50% health, then you're guaranteeing because you're, you're not going to pull and shot Ray from that. Uh, she's going to go into damage immunity. She's going to heal back to 100%. Your team isn't going to have the gas to get through it. Ah, gas fun. Uh, <laughs> but then on top of that, you know, because gas is basically forcing her into that, you're really playing with fire there by bringing him. Uh, it was actually, you know, a very common closer once I would snipe out the side teams. Actually ended up being Shock T clones, which wasn't really my you know, first or even second thought, but a lot of the time you know, they did fail once, but they ended up having, you know, I think it was shock arc echo ended up being the preferred comp just because, you know, you have the double assists and stacking damage with shock. You've got the arc and echo going to town and the turret assists just to try to help punch through everything. But yeah, you know, it's, there is no real silver bullet team. And a lot of the time you're like the preloads are always going to play differently. You've got to play reactively. So just, you know, think above anything else, just think about when you're going to nuke someone down because you've got to look at when Ray's coming next and maybe it might be better to try to hold off on that damage until she passes by. So you don't get four one to the face or yeah, you just got to kind of know your team, know what their damage output is and just go for it. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just you're really trying to throw damage at the wall and race them out, and that can be, it can work sometimes. It cannot. A uh, stick ray ended up being, you know, if you worked on ray, you've got a relic seven stick ray sitting around scavenger ray. Uh, she can get it done in some some pretty surprising ways, I would say. Uh, you toss her at her Finley. There's a lot of damage to go around there. Yeah, it's. Uh... It can be a really frustrating thing to have to claw these uh, these Galactic Legends down using this method, but it, it's nice to know that there's actually a possibility for uh, you know some methodology to to actually make it work. I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can keep my Supreme Leader Kylo on defense and still beat double Galactic Legends. That's that's where I'm at right now. If Kylo, I'm, I'm assuming Kylo can beat Ray in 3v3. I actually don't know. Yeah, can he? he can. Okay. Totally. Uh, I would assume, like, assuming, I don't know of any team that just beats Ray in 3v3 outright, just, you know, out of box, right? I feel like that's a pretty big banner gain, right? If you're, like, it depends on, I don't even think it depends on how messy the Kylo attack is. Like, that's still positive banners on your part, right? Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. Well, yeah. The thing is, it it can be dicey. I, I'm not, I'm gonna have to tonight. I'm gonna have to remod my supreme leader Kylo to make her him more viable for three v three killing Ray. Because right. I'm guessing I'm gonna have to do that. So now the real question is how I how I'm gonna kill supreme leader Kylo if I see him. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I'd like to think that Jedi Luke could, there's a team that exists that Jedi Luke can, you know, kill Kylo. I'm not sure though. Well, we've got a Jedi lead that was built for 5v5 getting cut down in half by 3v3. So I'm not sure if he's got the juice to get it done. But then again, like uh, Luke's dueling tools against Kylo are actually pretty sick as long as you can land that blind and all that. So yeah, maybe actually. Can't I mean, knock I've, it gone, I've gone one-on-one with Kylo before with my Jedi Luke in arena just because Ray died and everybody else on that team dies going up against a supreme leader kylo i've gone one-on-one and won and i've yeah. won uh it's not every time because sometimes he just has so much siphon uh and then pokes me and i'm dead but i've won it before so i think the possibility is still there for sure yeah like he he goes hit for hit with kylo it's when kylo takes yeah. a double turn that it, yep. it turns ugly or yeah. or if he gets his ultimate at the wrong time yeah yeah and Forsu has a good point here. Um, he says that Supreme Leader Kylo will have a harder time getting into his ultimate in 3v3. Yeah, I've kind of, I've honestly thought about Jedi Knight Luke, Han, and Chewie. Um, because <laughs> obviously both are going to be guarded. And so it's just going to be Jedi Knight Luke. And at least for the opening turns, nobody's going to be crit hit. Uh, charging um, that up. Yeah. I don't know in practice if it works. In my mind, it was just one of those, huh, I wonder if I can make that work type of thing. Um, yeah, I need to test. Oh, man, so much testing is necessary, and I've just been working. I don't know. I, I won't be able to test before lock. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to lock and just hope that I've chosen wisely. <laughs> um Anyways, this, this has been a fantastic talk, Fatal. We would love to have you on the show again, of course. Um, uh, you've, yeah, you, you have a lot of really great things to say. I would like to, now that you've held everyone's rapt attention for uh, a while now, we've been, gosh, we've been doing this for almost an hour and a half. Um, why don't, uh, people are going to want to watch you more, and I'm going to link your, I've been periodically linking your YouTube channel in the comments here, uh, but why don't you... Uh, if you can just give everyone a brief overview and maybe, um, you know, of, of your channel with the things you're trying to do with it and, uh, uh, you know, how they can find you if there's other things. Like, I know you have a Discord server and all of that. Um, if you can give them an overview and then we can, uh, we can release you. Let you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, over at youtube.com slash the playbook, I have no idea how that URL was open, but that's 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 just life i guess uh and as well as discord.io slash the playbook for the discord server the goal was really just to try to like if we're giving a serious reason it's or a serious answer it's to try to blend entertainment and also like you know heavy analysis or like trying to treat the game as a skill-based game and you know learn as much as there can be to learn you know you that's the word that you used earlier and i couldn't agree more you know it's not a place where i'm trying to be like ah look at me i know so much because i don't know that much you know i still make mistakes all the time and people are teaching me things and i think that's what makes it so cool is hopefully it's just a place where you can come to try to improve and help other people improve and you know hopefully ideally everyone lifts each other up and yeah i think 
light side territories battle has been a pretty good example of that of you know i think someone in my chat one of the last couple of days like saved one of my runs or like i had just completely glazed over a detail uh and yeah i i my personal answer would be that i try to keep it a weirdly addicting blend of shit posting and also like taking a mobile game way too seriously is just <laughs> yeah it, it's what it is you know it, it is a mobile game at the end of the day but you know, galaxy of heroes to me just with all the frustrations the community has had and all that to me the game itself is still just you know i love the mechanics i love all of the ability interactions to me it's why you know other games of its type can't really compete you know i love people or i know that people don't love the walls of text kits but that's that is extremely why i'm here i, I want more i need i mean not every kid but you know that's i love me some text i love some interactions i love just seeing the meta evolve so if that sounds like something that's neat to you uh come on and stop by let's let's talk let's talk some really in-depth details about a team that probably won't end up ever being a thing but we'll have some fun doing it <laughs> uh fair enough so right. so last question how i i've i've been it's been interesting talking to a lot of different content creators and theory crafters um so i'm interested to hear what your thoughts are when the um Karth Old Republic team was coming out. How excited were you then? And uh, how disappointed, if, dis if you were disappointed, how disappointed were you when you found out um, if they are how they are? If maybe you thought, maybe you predicted that they would be exactly the way they are. I'm just curious. What's You're your, talking about Karthleep? Yeah, just uh, the, the Old Republic team that I was, I was so excited about it and now uh, you know, I just feel disappointed and disgusted in equal measures still. So I think I remember. So there were two things. I love the whole assisting synergy and I really love the whole mission Zalbar car lead interaction. Uh, the analysis that I remember having them on them at the time though, and this is actually, we see this trend so much in new teams now. Carth lead is actually kind of the, blueprint for that i refer back to when pointing this out is to build a robust team you need to have more than just a line of attackers and really and i spend way too much time on carthlete i really again i think i was just in denial you can't stick in especially someone like karth who is basically just a stick with a lead and he's doing his best and that's about it and like his basic would make mission attack and that was pretty cool uh yeah i think my read on it at the time was that hit, the team just seemed like it completely ignored the state of the game you know it was just way too slow out of the gate you know when you have teams like jkr storming in Bastille, the palpatine with a fast vader you can't really get away with that i still think there was some underexplored territory if you tried to like build them for heavy tenacity with crit avoidance it sounded kind of cutesy as a way to like get a decent c team defense team and gac for what people would usually try to bring uh but yeah i guess i just wish that they were better because i do think they can be you know they really can be fun and hey topical 3v3 GAC, you could do a lot worse than Karth Mission Zalbar. I think that's actually a pretty RA team. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's not bad. 
and I say this as someone who has the Zeta on Zalbar. Like <laughs> I, I, I was a sucker. I bought in. I oh, yeah. geared twelve Wampa, assuming that Karth uh, Wampa could be all right. I was not. I wasn't right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, it sounds like we all got duped a little bit on that squad. I still um, have a Zeta Wampa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with Jedi Master Dashra. Uh, and Zalbar and Mission are still awesome. the The entire team might not be, but I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit. But I literally just put Relic Five on Zalbar, like. 10 minutes before this podcast started. <laughs> um, so I'm still all in on the Zalbar train. Mission, she had my best uh, crit damage mods for a while now. And in fact, that team, Karth still is my single most watched video on YouTube of a Karth team picking apart a Talzin team. I mean, they right. were my late sister go-to counter until Relics came out. And Karth team was not getting relics, and Night Sisters <laughs> were getting relics all around me. Oh, here's all right. Here's my hot, or here's my question, or here's my hot take for you all. For Mission Veo, uh, what is the correct way, in your opinion, to level up her abilities? Do you, is there anything that sticks out to you? Because I, I had some very strong opinions about this in the past. Level up I, her abilities. What do you mean? Yeah, I am a. She was firm, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that her basic Omega sucks and her stealth should be level one. That is that is a hill that I have died on many times and probably still will, to be honest. Uh, so, so you think Mission should not have her uh, her stealth ability leveled at all? I think I, I just blindly leveled everything up when I got her because well, I was excited. He, he wants her taking less turns and assisting from the stealth, basically. is I, I'm guessing that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah. Her stealth lasts for one turn. Yeah. And leveling it up, you're making it last even less. It's kind So, it's complicated, right? <laughs> I mean, I just talked about how the team is too slow out of the gate, and it seems crazy to expect to keep doing that. So, technically speaking, like... Yes, leaving mission dead slow and just hoping to keep her stacking is also a foolish endeavor. But I just, for how much of her kit seems like it's supposed to be built around sitting back in the pocket, you know, like stacking up those stacks and going to town. The idea of like, all right, here's a stealth. All right, it lasts like what level one? It's an eighty percent two meter stealth. Level eight, it's a fifty percent two meter stealth. It just seems crazy to me and then every basic assist she does is pulling her out of stealth even faster like yeah yeah i'm looking at this that makes sense i haven't really ever looked at that but that's that's really funny <laughs> that, that was my karth lead hot take back then is <laughs> slow mission for life i guess slow mission and also fast droidica that's oh that's... i'm i'm all on the fast droidica train yeah, <laughs> I'm in denial about the fast droidica train because I happen to really like having speed mods available for other characters. <laughs> oh sure, I and mean, so it's just are. it's just real appealing to have a really slow droidica, and I, like that that was eventually how I beat the Gen Jedi or the General Skywalker mission was you know I I put all my fastest mods on him and that's that's how I got through that unlock uh, with lower gear that I needed. 
or than usual, but like, I, I'm just in denial. I don't want to spend my good mods on him if I don't have to. And maybe I'm exposing myself as a bit of a fraud right now, but like, I feel like this meta is actually like really crazy forgiving on speed. I actually just have a, like yeah, my yeah. top tier speed mod sets and I'm, I don't know what, like what I want to use them on. Like I tried sticking them on Ray defense, just like, you know, yeah, I was hoping that a 340 fin would mean something and it's still got one shot, like Vader still reigns supreme, like Thrawn, you know, my Thrawn lead Vader counter doesn't really need speed that bad. Rev, Jedi Knight Revan against Kylo doesn't need speed that bad. He's just going to get savior anyway, right? Like that's still, you just go when Kylo goes. It's crazy. I don't actually, this feels pretty speed light, assuming that you have all the tools at your disposal. I don't know what I want to do with it yet. That's actually problems for later me, I guess. It's crazy. Uh, no, yeah. well, you're you're very correct. I, uh, your take is very similar to mine. Like, yeah. Darth Revan was the last speed meta, in my opinion. Yep, and, and I still and, have my best speed mods on Darth Revan. Yeah, yeah, that's my my Darth Revan hasn't off. changed his speed for for yeah. a year or something. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Ge General Skywalker, you just get some relics on him and you know beat all the other Gen General Skywalkers and. And now with the Galactic Legends, you you do you want to be more specific with your speed and where you where it's distributed. But I don't feel like it's it's not a speed only meta right now. It just it isn't. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I tried to be a speed demon with Finn, and it got me nowhere. It feels like so far. It's <laughs> it's kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's fun. It, it is fun. So, uh, Fatal, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I have a feeling that this is going to be one of our most watched slash listened <laughs> to uh, podcasts because you, you have a really great take on things. And, uh, you know, people would do themselves a favor by going to your YouTube channel and subscribing, watching your stuff because it, it's really well produced. And it's, uh, I think to me even more important it speaks like actual truth and fact like you know you're, you're gonna have takes on things of course everyone has you know you you say like your your crazy mission take but it's based off of actual like real <laughs> theory craft and actual like there's actual uh reasoning behind it so uh, you know can't fault you for that so we you know we'll be watching and i think everyone here would do well to do the same yes. frankly Thanks a lot. I had a lot of fun. This is yeah. perfect. It's a great outlet for all of my dumb ideas. I love it. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get you on for our uh, Friday night live stream sometime. You can live. You can live stream and uh, kill people. Uh, you know, on with us uh, alongside us. Yeah. The, sure. You know, but, but we'll we'll stamp that out later. As it is, uh, you should go to bed because it's way way past your bedtime at this point. Yeah. I'm going to go take a coma now. Thanks a lot for having me on, guys. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for man. coming. Take care. Peace out. All and, right. Wow. And there uh, were two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was. We're we going to watch all of our uh, numbers going down here now. But, uh, yeah. you know, we... We don't really have a ton more to fall, uh, to talk about anyways. we It's the off week for Grand Arena. So I, I think that this was actually great talking about uh, talking about the thing that's upcoming in Grand Arena. And um, we do have 
we do have uh, some podcast questions to answer, and then we could talk about our so our, our roster development. And uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, let's let's jump right into the podcast questions here. So right. um, first one, and, and these just just so everyone's aware, uh, the podcast questions you can ask them on uh, Discord. Uh, we if you go to our Discord server, uh, you can. And, and is that linked now uh, on our? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I think the link needs to be updated because it expired. But um, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> um, so for Sue, we did not talk about how excited we are to win a three v three battle with troopers without a leader because we're not. <laughs> <laughs> We're not excited by 3v3 basically at all yeah. right now <laughs> even i am just like enough is enough i'm i'm a little sick of it uh, we can <laughs> we can maybe talk about that in a little bit but um, yeah let's see so our, our discord uh, our podcast questions you can find it on discord uh, apparently solo put the wrong link in the on the um twitch uh stream here uh below but uh, i'll i'll get i'll link that in a minute if you want to ask podcast questions, all you need to do is join our Discord and ask the questions. There's a whole channel devoted to it. And sometimes, a lot of times, people just go and answer you without uh, <laughs> waiting for the podcast to answer them. So that's that's entertaining. Um, now, the first one is, now that we have to Rello stuff like Rolo, OG Lando, and such, any use for them in Grand Arena? A an AOE banner stealer team, or maybe a free Night Sister counter. Yeah, I really want to know, and I'm tempted to use at least Lando. Rolo at R three with decent mods might be good for this too, but use them as the Night Sister uh, cheese team killer. You know, the standard one, not not the one that has Tals and, and they're spreading plague, but just the Asajj zombie acolyte team. I think at least Lando has the potential because he's got the crits. He's got crit damage. Most people don't have acolyte above G12. I think there's potential. I don't know if it's, un well, I don't think it's going to be a Rolo lead, but maybe something like a Stormtrooper Han lead or a Kira lead. Kira lead actually might be really good there, come to think of it, when if you have Lando. And then Vandor. Um, actually, that could be really good. Uh, but just use Lando's AoE, have him gain turn meter on the crits, and just keep raining <laughs> that AoE down, taking out the Acolyte. I think that actually works. Yeah, it, it very well may. Um I would say that a lot of times, a lot of, it's just going to take a while to actually, um, to actually see, like, I think in theory that does sound promising. It's yeah. also scary to try that. Oh it's yeah. Like... <laughs> I'm not trying that as my first kill, but here's the thing about 3v3. Sometimes you just need a C team to go out and do something. And if that happens, that's going to be the team I use. <laughs> if I need a C team, to clear Night Sister Cheese, that will be the first one that I try at least. 
Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And I think that that's, that's a great point is one of the things about those characters is they're probably not front runners for any specific teams that we're going to be using. Uh, you know, maybe in the future, someone will develop something and I'll change my tune real quick. But uh, right now, at the very least, though, they're going to uh, be good backups. Like, and I, I do think actually that Rolo has a lot of potential. Like, she does a ton of hits with her AOE, yeah. and if you just load her up with offense or crit, I need to look and see what her kit exactly says. But my guess is you, you're going to want to put like just load her with offense, and then it doesn't matter how many characters are there. Like, the the smaller number of characters is actually means you're going to focus your damage a little better. Uh, so I think she actually has some potential. I'm like, tonight I'm going to be putting some relics on certain characters. We'll talk about that later. But I'm like, man, I almost want to just bring her up to relic five just to see what kind of crazy damage she can do. Yeah. Well, you do have a Zeta now. Um, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Forsu just said the exact same thing here. Yeah, I do have, I do have a, her Zeta. So. <laughs> That's great. Uh, um, but yeah, Forrest, you said 10 hits on one person sounds appealing as a cleanup for Rolo. And a, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. So load her up with offense mods and just see what she can do. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, next question. After voicing your displeasure with how stale Territory Wars has become, what sort of changes would you like to see made to mix things up? Uh, for example, uh, increased number of teams per territory, additional zones, or dare I say, 3v3 territory wars, et cetera. Please don't kill me for mentioning 3v3. <laughs> um, 3v3 territory wars would be, I mean, disaster doesn't even begin to describe it. Because think of how much hand-holding you have to do now with people trying to beat the teams, you know, explaining step-by-step -step with like a flow chart okay, this is how Darth Revan beats a General Grievous team. I can only imagine in 3v3. 3v3 Territory Wars would just be a nightmare because you're basically hand-holding everybody, telling them how each battle is going to take place, and it just sounds awful. I honestly don't know if there's a way to make Territory Wars not stale at this point. Um, because if you make it bigger and require more teams it's just going to be a huge huge time additional time commitment which on weekend territory wars most people don't have so i don't know if there's a good answer to how to make it not stale what about you territory wars i i don't know i've i've been very uh uh adamantly ignoring Territory Wars, <laughs> frankly. Um, yeah. A lot of people have tried to recruit me. And well, gosh, that sounds like I'm so full of myself. Like, uh, the, here's the thing. Like, once once you've established yourself as a good PvP player, like a lot of people um, will try to recruit you for one reason or another. Like, guilds like to have the notoriety of having a YouTuber and all of that. Um, and so I, I, guess, I guess the thing is... Uh, I, I, I don't want to do Territory Wars right now because it takes a lot of time and I'm not interested in the prizes. I think the two things for me that would change things, uh, that, that would change things a lot uh, for the good, I guess, that would make me excited for Territory Wars is uh, better matchmaking and 
uh, better rewards for first if if the matchmaking was fixed. I would feel incredibly frustrated with territory wars right now if uh, the rewards for first were so much better because then more people really would sandbag uh, oh, yeah. because you'd have incentive <laughs> to do that. And right now it's like, if you sandbag, okay, like, great. You just screwed a bunch of your guildmates out of actually getting uh, the top rewards uh, just so you can have just like a marginal uh, piece. A data. Uh, okay. Yeah, like it, yeah. it's just not worth it to win, to go through all that effort and screw members of your guild. I, I don't get it. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I, to me, the, those are the two things that would make Territory Wars more appealing. Um, uh, I, you know, I was part of a pretty high-end guild, uh, Territory War guild for a while, and it's, it's just a lot of work for, in my opinion, a very marginal gain. I, and nothing wrong with that. I just, for me, in the place I'm at in my life right now, I don't need extra time commitment. So, so yeah. Yeah, I... I agree. I, I think the biggest problem with Territory Wars right now is matchmaking. And so you talked about intentional sandbagging, but there's very much unintentional sandbagging as well. And honestly, my biggest complaint about Territory Wars is my alt is in a guild that's, I call it casual competitive, where we have some very competitive players. We also have people that aren't <laughs> and <laughs> you get to these weekend territory wars and they basically say i'm just not going to join because i'm going to be gone all weekend because i'm enjoying my real life and so then they don't join and we'll send out reminders we'll say hey people come join come join you know we have one hour left you haven't joined yet and they just don't join because they just don't care and then you go to the Territory War server and I'm getting blasted for sandbagging. It's like, listen, guy, I tried my hardest to get people to join. They didn't want to join. What do you want me to do? <laughs> so that is my number one complaint with Territory Wars. It's why I've gone from liking Territory Wars to hating Territory Wars, because I'm so sick of people accusing me of in having the guild intentionally sandbag. And it's like, dude, we can't beat Nest without Jedi Knight Revan. We're not sandbagging. I swear to God, we're just not a good guild for PvP. Like, get over it. Um, right. But I'm, I'm tired of the accusations of you guys are the most evil things on the planet, and it's all over a Zeta. Like, one Zeta. That's what you're complaining about? It just, yeah, uh, I'm... And uh... I'm the first person to say fix the matchmaking like it's not that I, i'd rather we were disadvantaged because we didn't fully sign up just you know people play the game at their own pace and if you're not in a competitive pvp guild that sometimes means they just don't want to take part in something yeah uh, i think people should be allowed to choose and honestly if you want it you could it, it would actually open the door for a guild to form their identity a little bit more because right now you know you and i are in the are, are in a situation where uh you know i guess we did just have a a really strong merger uh on in the yeah. shared guild that we're in but uh like but before that there were people who just sat out they didn't sign up and it was like that we're fine with that actually we're yeah. still getting the full rewards for territory wars i would be fine if that meant honestly if that meant that we were penalized in some way but as it stands like territory war 
matchmaking favored us. So we, we actually gave us an advantage. I don't want the advantage. I just want us to be able to sit players who aren't going to participate. So to me, I, I just want to, I, I would just like them to have a little more involvement. It was, it was actually extremely discouraging, you know, not to, we, you hear a lot of hate on CG and we generally try to avoid the hate mongering and rabble rousing that some certain content creators uh, kind of go for a little more. But uh, at the same time, like it's, um, it, it's just, uh, it, it was extremely discouraging when they did a Q&A and someone asked about sandbagging and they were like, wait, what? People sandbag? Like, that's a thing? And everyone was like, uh, yeah, like every, all the time it happens. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That that was discouraging. It, but that being said, they asked for examples. And I know for a fact that like Operation Metaverse has sent uh, quite a few in and other guilds have as well that I know of. Um, so whether or not they use that feedback or not, that, that's another question, but at, yeah. at least at least they asked for examples and weren't just like, nope, doesn't happen, move on. Like, right, yeah. 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 Um, but anyways, let's let's move on to the next question. We could yeah. talk about, we used to actually say that this was a Territory Wars podcast. We did, and then we stopped. <laughs> and then we stopped because it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next question, what outdated game modes need the most updating? For example, Territory War, Number of Defenses, All of Galactic uh, War, uh, Mythic Tears for Raids, etc. cetera. Uh, so I would love, and I think Galactic Challenges might take this place, but I would love a hard galactic war again with as long as we keep the ability to sim it like it's not something i want to do every day and i can promise you i wouldn't do it every day but you know maybe if i'm bored on like a thursday night just the opportunity to go in and actually have a small challenge cutting through these 12 nodes on galactic war i would love i never wanted them to switch it from the hard so when they switched it to an easy galactic war i was not not that I was against it, because I, I also get it, but I wasn't for it either. Because um, I, I do like a challenge every once in a while. And sometimes I do want to play more. Like on this past off week uh, of Grand Arena, you know, I, I could have I played a little more. Um, Mythic Tears for Raids, I already spend too much time doing raids. I don't want harder I don't want harder raids that are just going to take more and more time. Um, territory war, number of defenses. Like I, like I said earlier, I, on weekend territory wars, sometimes you're just doing everything in the morning because people had family or went out on Saturday night and you need to cruise through on Sunday morning. And that's not possible with more defenses. So I, I think of those options, I would go galactic war. I guess I honestly I like Galactic War where it's at, where I can just kind of ignore it. I could click a couple things <laughs> and call it good. It would be nice though if they updated it a little to maybe make some team like you could still uh, like sim all the way through it, but then you can 
uh, if if you want, you can actually go through and fight some meaningful battles and kind of have a like a bad version of a sandbox. Like I'd rather them just put the effort into put it giving us a sandbox, though we've talked about it before. I don't necessarily think it's great. It would be great uh, time management for the devs to do that because of how few people would actually engage in a sandbox, despite how how popular it is for people to say that they would totally use it. Um, <laughs> I just yeah. know that when I ask people to test things, that's the fastest way to not get a response from anyone. Yeah. Because people don't actually want to go through the effort of doing that. They want to watch a video about it. So, um, you know, <laughs> so do I. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, anyways, that's yeah. neither here nor there. So the next question, aside from all the obvious galactic legends and the requirements what would be some second tier characters to relic seven uh in parentheses han uh excluding ones that some of use needed to some of us needed to do for very competitive fleet shards what are what are worth the GP? Which top character or which top end characters are people taking to higher relics than needed? Uh, for example, Darth Revan, uh, and they have six point three million GP for reference. Yeah. I am trying to avoid every R seven character that I can, um, but Han and Chewie are the examples of two that I think are worth it because they. The more relics you give up to them, the more damage that they do, and the more they can counter. So, uh, I wouldn't feel bad about an R7 Han or Chewie. Um, I wouldn't do it like an R7 CLS though. I also wouldn't do an R7 Sith Empire team at all, except for maybe Sith Marauder because Marauder can one-shot people with the best of them. Um, I'm trying to think some of the second-tier characters though. Uh, I, I think I think for me the the most like one of my favorite relic sevens that I have is Nest. Yeah, that's Nest, fair. Nest yeah. just uh, like she's obnoxious. We talked about earlier how it's easy to kill her, but relic seven Nest still scares me a little bit. Like <laughs> especially if she's modded right. Like the way I have her modded, she's pretty slow. She has a little speed. I don't want her glacially slow, but. I do have an off, so I have a full tenacity set loadout on her. She's like 165% tenacity. Uh, and that's so that I can counter Padme teams if I want to. She can solo them, um, or at least solo them with uh, her crutches, you know, like Kira and Hoda and all that. Uh, but uh, besides that, so I have a, an offense arrow on her, crit damage on her triangle. Like she hits like a truck. She is, she hits really, really hard. Yeah. And she's just really tough to kill for all the different reasons um and i i really there's no regrets in my mind of having a relic seven nest uh she she's won me a lot of galact or grand arena matches um really solid and yeah she just keeps getting better i think i think the thing is you want to look for a character who put who continues to get better to the point of being over the top good like some characters are just like well 
I'm real, like if you, like first order officer is a great example. I, I used to complain that I had to get him up to relic, what is it, five or something. Yeah. And I'm still like, he would just stay at relic zero or one for me forever because his usefulness isn't in like how hard he hits, it's in his kit. And so get him to 13. So he hits about as hard as he's going to. Uh, and he, he gains that, that plus 20 some extra speed and just call it good. Uh, like, so putting Relic 7 on him is like, that would be one of the worst choices possible. Um, yeah. uh, but some characters just keep escalating. And like you said, Solo, like uh, Han and Chewie, you needed them to be that high to counter General Skywalker. You needed every last ounce of offense. And even still, like it, the higher the offense, the more likely you are to just one-shot characters or bring them down to, you know, yeah. uh, consumable chunks. So for me, that's, that's kind of what I look for. Yeah, I also... <laughs> my, when, I, when it comes to R7, giving R7 out, um, I look for the... Uh, now I'm looking for the high damage dealers. Like the guys that if I stick this R7 on defense, it's going to one shot somebody, you know? So Ando made a joke about uh, an R7 Django. Um, oh, Cause he with, has, he has one and yeah. I was giving him crap about yeah. it in none of his streams. Uh, <laughs> and I probably wouldn't do Django cause at R5, he does enough damage to one shot almost uh, or a lot of people on teams, but like, give me an R seven B one battle droid, and or an R seven spy. God, an R seven spy would just be a scary, scary thing to go up against, um, especially in or using uh, the spy on offense. You could just give a couple buffs out with Sunfact on a special, and then just one shot literally anybody you face. I think I would have, I want an R7 spy. It's physically impossible for me to increase any relic levels above six right now or above five right now, because I just, I have zero, zero of any of the gear for uh, relics above uh, five. So, but if I could get one free R7, I, I would probably make it spy. Yeah. Spy is another one that, that's probably worth it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Last one. Now that we have Chewie and 3PO, what other fun combinations should we have? And no cheating on that gif with Hera, <laughs> Kanan, Leia, Han, etc. Oh, what's a good combination that we have? I saw this and we, we had like a million jokes about it already. Um, in the Discord server. I would love to see uh, an Ezra-Grand-Admiral-Thrawn combo somehow. <laughs> oh, that's a fun idea. Yeah, based on the ending of Rebels where they go off away into space together. That would be fantastic. Just a post-Rebels Thresra. Uh, that would be fun. <laughs> I know, we have to start coming up with ship names for them too if we're doing yeah. this. But yeah. um yeah, I, I think something like uh, Wicket and Han might be nice. Like, you know, Wicket's <laughs> like cuddling up to Han during that story. Yeah. I, I kind of, or whatever Ewok that was. I kind of like that that idea. You speciest. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But there's all sorts of uh, possibilities. I guess one relevant one that we might, who knows, maybe we'll see it is uh, IG-11 and the child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or Hoda and Luke. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and maybe this is like the start uh, to get us ready. Like, I know that they had been talking about how they're going to get vehicles into the game at some point. Um, oh, God. Let's, let's not go down that rabbit hole. I hate that idea so much. <laughs> it, it depends on how they execute it. I think it potentially would suck a lot. Yeah. It might just be awful, but... Um, uh, I guess I would reserve judgment. If it's like in other ships, though, I, I would pass. Can you imagine we could have a vehicles uh, zone in Grand Arena? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, or... I just made myself sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, CLS inside a Tauntaun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's some good ones. Um, all right, so that's it for... Uh, podcast questions that you guys asked a lot this week i didn't realize that yeah but all right so let, we got to wrap this up we, this is it's getting super late for solo here um, yes it is <laughs> so uh let's see what so we always talk about things that we're getting ready for grand arena like what kind of things we're doing yeah. to update our roster to get ready for it uh so solo what what kind of stuff have you done this last week to get ready for well, grand arena <laughs> Supreme Leader Kylo got his ultimate. Um, and then, yeah, that, that is legitimately huge. And then I had fun applying relics. I, I applied so many relics that I, well, I gave a couple extra to Wampa. Uh, I got Zalbar up. I am getting Geo Soldier up. He'll, he'll be R3 by, um, before I enter the lock tomorrow. Uh, basically what I did was I looked at my roster, I counted out the top 65 characters, and then I said, huh, everyone after this, I can start applying relics to, and it won't affect my matchmaking GP. And so that's what I did, because if it's, it's not going to affect my matchup, but it's not going to be a bad thing to have some extra offense or some extra survivability on these characters. Um, it can only help considering it's not considered in the matchup. So that's what I did. I looked at characters. Uh, I left the little gap. So probably about 70 to 80. And I said, you guys are all going to get some relics. If I see any sort of use in you, you know, I didn't do it to, <laughs> I didn't do it to Rose, but I got most people, <laughs> up to r3 or r4 just because why not oh because it affects your top 80 matchmaking is why not but but we don't use top 80 you only use top 80 if there's no ships and i'm convinced that we're never going to have a no ships grand arena again yeah you might be right i i don't necessarily think that's an absolute but you might be right yeah they, they just they've spent so much time trying to get us to care about ships recently and half of their ca new characters released are ships. I can't imagine that they say, okay, now we're going to completely ignore this game mode for a month and a half. I, I just, I don't think it's realistic. So I think top 65 from now on is going to be your, 
your matchmaking GP. Um, Fair. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so far, you've been accurate. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So where? Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. So my my stuff. Uh, so d- is that it? Is that you? You've been putting relics on guys. I don't mean to cut you short. Yeah. If you had something else. Uh, yeah. It was. I, I put random relics on guys. I did give Chupio his Zeta, but I don't think he's going to be viable for this week. I, I'm just not going to be able to get enough gear on him. So that probably doesn't count. I did. I also gave Wampa his second Zeta, uh, because I figure if I have him at R four, I might as well <laughs> give him a second Zeta that applies healing immunity. Because that I can see a use for applying healing immunity in three v three with Wampa. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I, I I have zero Zetas on Wampa, but one day, one day. Um, what about you? What did you uh, would you do to prepare for this week? <laughs> well, <laughs> just just grinding for Ray, man. Uh, yeah. She, I, I was a, I needed seven characters to get to gear thirteen, uh, with a total of fifteen shared gear pieces. Uh, I applied two of those this week, and now I only have five characters that need. Uh, here so I, I and I'm actually pretty close on a few of them I I'm it, I'll be it'll be interesting to see if I can even use if I'll get Ray in time to use this season for sure next season um I, I don't know I now that it's 3v3 I kind of regret not having her because she would help a lot in yeah. uh, mat- matches I think tonight though so I, I've I've put almost nothing, like no relic levels on anyone for like almost a month uh, besides Jedi Luke, I guess. The characters you need for Jedi Luke and all of that, I guess that's been a month now um, or still. But beyond that, I've I've like just not updated my roster at all except for some gear 13s, uh, relic zeros. Tonight, though, I think I will be putting relic five on Finn, uh, and the two resistance heroes. So Finn, Finn, and uh, Nupo, just because I I think that they're good characters that yeah. uh, could help me. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic defense team. So I, I, I honestly can't argue that one. <laughs> and, and I'm going to, I'm going to need uh, them to be relic five anyways. So I, I don't think that'll, that shouldn't hurt me too much. It, it might end up hurting me matchmaking wise, but frankly, at my current matchmaking, I'm still always getting paired with like huge numbers of Galactic Legends, double Galactic Legends. I don't think update, upgrading is gonna like, or I don't think staying standing pat is actually going to help me anyways, so. Yeah, probably not. I, I think I would agree with that. And especially, it's only three characters, so it's not like you, relic the entire resistance team this week it's you know three very useful characters well yeah and that's just the thing if it was just uh if it was if it was just like relicking rose for fun like (laughs) right that would be questionable but they're actually like really strong utility characters so yeah yeah anyways that's that's it for me um and i think with that, we need to tell everyone about the resources that we have and call it good. This has been a long podcast, though. I 
feel like it was actually pretty good. Fatal had a lot of great things to say. Yeah. Um, since you're going to make me do this anyway. So real quickly, <laughs> coming I into am. 3v3, you know, a lot of people are going to be looking for a lot of random counters because in 3v3, there's a lot of random teams. So, uh, I mean, the number one resource, and we can't say enough about, is the counter sheet that Zareth and I keep. And basically, it's going to list every 3v3 team that we have faced, and it's going to have all three members of the team. It's going to show you the all the members of the team that we countered with. And then most importantly, to the right, there's going to be a timestamped link that's going to bring you to the video of the fight so that you can watch how the counter actually works. Because in 3v3, it doesn't always go the same route that 5v5 does. So it's important to see how the counter is going to work and if it works well. You know, sometimes we might have gotten the win, but it might have been an awful and an ugly win. So you can determine for yourself it's a, if it's a valid counter you want to use. So um, that link is in the description of basically everything we have between the Discord server, our YouTube videos, etc. Um, we do kind of burying the lead there, but we also both have individual YouTube pages. Uh, if you search for me on YouTube, you can find me at solobase15. Uh, if you search for Zareth, it's easy to find him as well. It's just X-A-E-R-E-T-H. It's just his name on YouTube. Um, and if you go uh, there, you will see all of our videos. And in the descriptions of all of our videos will be the links to our Discord page, to the counter sheet, and to basically all the Twitch links as well. So you can easily find us. Finally, we have our Discord server. Uh, I think we're up around 1,300 members now. It's a brand arena-focused Discord server. And we have a ton of people on that server that have made Kyber and are willing to help. Um, and I see you're posting the link in the chat now. Uh, the Discord server and the counter sheet are, quite frankly, just fantastic resources that will help you get through any 3v3 match. And then our YouTube videos, obviously, they will help as well. Uh, but the Discord server does have basically real-time answering, because even if Zareth and I aren't around, I mean, anyone that's answering that has a blue name has made Kyber, and they can probably give you at least decent advice. So uh, with that said, that's that's kind of where <laughs> the last things we need to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> I, th I think so, Solo. Um yeah, it's been it's been fun, guys. This has been a good uh, good time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you have yeah. a great week. And uh, yeah, remember that evil sucks. <laughs> and, yeah, and and don't be a dick. Yes. All right, guys. Have a good week. Um, we'll be back on a Friday on this account for our Grand Arena battles with a very special guest. We will see yep. you then. Yep, going to be exciting. Take it easy, guys.